0: Welcome to Really Old Movies, I'm your host Harrison Scullen, and today I'll be discussing Titanic from 1953, starring Barbara Stanwyck and Clifton Webb. Some essential movie details, many of the sets, including the ship's model, were reused for several other films after this, such as Dangerous Crossing from 1953, and in particular their dining room, cabins, grand staircase, lounge, radio room, boat deck, promenade deck, and the deck chairs. Gentlemen Prefer Blondes from 1953, used the ship's model, but it was remodified. the dining room walls, the lounge, the promenade deck, and the deck chairs once again. A Blueprint for Murder from 1953, used the ship's model, the dining room, the deck, and chairs. And finally, Women's World from 1954, which also starred Clifton Webb, only used the dining room walls. The ship models displayed at the Marine Museum of Fall River in Fall River, Massachusetts. So all of this is from the IMD page of Titanic from 1953. All right, so now i will get into the plot. I gave it a 5 out of 5. I thought it was an excellent story. You really do connect with these characters, especially Barbara Stanwyck and her family, making it even more tragic when the ship sinks at the end of the film. You know, it's based on the actual tragedy, right? And from what I read, it's as close to... Uh, the information we had about the Titanic at the time. Just like how in 1997 when James Cameron made that one, his version of the film, that one's even closer. So you know it's interesting seeing the the similarities between the two. Now obviously it's the same you know story that they're basing it off of but nevertheless it's really interesting seeing a lot of the similarities with the camera angles, camera shots, and all of that. Really interesting. Alright, so now I'm going to get to my thoughts on the acting. I gave that a 5 out of 5. I thought it was superb. Really love Clifton Webb. He was excellent. You know, he's your typical snobby Englishman. But by the end of the movie, he becomes a hero, especially when he's helping people get off the boat. And he's learning to accept, you know, that his wife cheated on him and had this other son. And even though he's not biologically the boy's father, he decides to fully accept that by the end of the movie. And that's beautiful. It was amazing, amazing character arc, amazing whatnot. Barbara Stanwyck was fine. Uh, she wasn't in it for very much. So I would say hers was more of an extended cameo than it was, you know, a leading lady. I mean she's shown a lot in the promotional material and whatnot, but she's really not in the movie that much. It's really Clifton Webb's movie. Alright, in regards to the directing, I thought it was amazing. I thought a great I thought it had a great balance of humor and tragedy and his the Great cast that was assembled, the great set pieces, the great music, and great camera work. I really owe it all to the director. I think he had a great vision for how the tragedy would have looked like, and from a 1950s lens, of course. All right, and gross the cinematography and special effects. They gave it a four out of five for the most part. I thought it was really good, but some of the models, especially for the ship itself, looked pretty fake. Now, you may say, Well, this is from the 50s, you know. It, we gotta give it some slack, but there were some model ships in King Kong that were more convincing to me, and that came out twenty years before this one. so I think there was so much more I think there was more work they could have done with them, but other than that, it was fine i like I said, I really loved the camera angles, and even though the models looked kind of cheesy, especially at the end it, it really did capture your emotions, you know it was very tragic when the ship split in half and went down and all that very very touching so in that aspect it was great but like i said the ships were they, they could use some work all right in regards to the music i gave it a five out of five and once again within this season we have nearer my god to thee playing in a movie and once again it still has a great effect on me it, it is one of my favorite songs of all time we sing it all the time at church and it gives me the chills especially when you read Now, some sources say it didn't happen. Some say it did. But just thinking that everybody knew that their death was imminent. So the music people started playing Mirror My God to Thee. And then all of the the remaining passengers started singing along. It was a beautiful, beautiful moment to the movie and really the highlight. And that that is really the extent of the music. You know, you read that they tried to make it as realistic as possible. There's a couple other scenes where. A couple college kids singing songs, but that's really it. But this, this to me is the real, real crux of it. It's amazing. I really liked, I always loved Near My God to the I'm a sucker for it. So that's why I gave it a five out of five. Now, if you're looking for a, a musical score or a scary music or anything like that, it doesn't really have any because they're to make it as realistic as possible. All right. So tallying up my score, that brings my Letterbox score to 4.8 out of five, which I'm rounding to a five out of five. So would I recommend this movie? Yes, I would. You know, I'm probably the only person in the entire world who has not seen the 1997 version of this movie. So this is the only Titanic film other than some documentaries that I've actually seen. And from the few clips I've seen, it seems James Cameron was heavily inspired from this. You know, I'm thinking of the introduction of Barbara Stanwyck's character looks exactly like the introduction of Rose's character, or I guess uh, Kate Winslet as Rose's character in that movie so like i mentioned it it seems he was inspired by this um but yeah i would recommend this movie it's it's a tragic event that happened it's very sad what happened the titanic and whatnot but it's still an interesting story it's still a, a very captivating story and they really really got it well here right i think they captured it really really well and I don't know why this film isn't brought up as much when discussing Titanic movies. You know, I I think the 1997 one just overshadows all the other adaptations. It's kind of weird, but also interesting why there's so many adaptations of it. I think there's at least five that, that I know of, um, including this and the 97 one. So I don't know what it is with the fascination with it. Maybe it's just the tragic aspect of it. I don't know, but... It, it overall it's a great film i recommend it you know if you're a fan of the 97 one i think you would like this one too but say that's saying as a person who hasn't seen it so i don't know but i really liked it and uh yeah i, I thought it was great all right so those are my thoughts on titanic from 1953 thank you so much for listening to today's episode make sure to follow me on instagram and facebook at really Gold movies where i discuss details about the week's particular film New podcast episodes are released Saturdays at 8 p.m. Pacific Standard Time on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Amazon Music. Alright, thank you so much. This has been Really Old Movies. I'm your host, Harrison Scullin. Take care.